again, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on FBS Fireside. I'm your host, Jaworski Vance, and I'm so happy to be in the studio with my good friend, Tyler Gaynor. Tyler, how you doing today, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing super duper, as they say. Excited to be back on another edition of FBS Fireside. Yeah, man, we have, to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. We have a great show planned for you. Tally did an amazing job introducing uh paying tribute to Martin Luther King. And and we want to kind of build on that over the next several weeks with a series on racial reconciliation. And because we're dealing with such a heavy subject, uh, especially a heavy subject for believers, um, we want to make sure that we invoke the Holy Spirit into this conversation. So, Tally, will you please do us the honors? Yes. Hey, well, Father God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence in our lives we thank you that you've given us a light that we shine into the world and get to give you glory god we pray for this show today we pray for the hearers god we pray for those that are doing the work that they've been called to do and we pray to the advancement of your kingdom in jesus name i pray amen 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 thanks so much for doing that tally yeah we just um we want to continue the conversation tally did a great job paying tribute to martin luther king and uh, over the next month, we will be experiencing Black History Month and our nation at a time such as this is experiencing all type of racial upheaval, injustice and concerns. And for the believer, it's more important than ever that we know effective ways to be fathers and ministers of reconciliation. So, Tally, tell me um, from your vantage point. What are some things that you would like to see happening in the body of believers for us to be effective fathers of reconciliation? Well, you know, I think the key is, is that I mean, you, you said it. We're going to talk about it again. Step one is be honest. You know, like we got to be honest with ourselves, you know, that we're not we're not going to agree on every point. I mean, especially when it comes to the body of Christ. I mean, I'm just being honest. It ain't it's not necessarily in a political statement, but they our Christian community. Uh, we're a little we're a little divided, you know, because of what's recently going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we got to come together, but we got to be honest that some of our personal agendas need to be put to the side and we need to go back to the basics. Um, we're many members of one body and without love, you have nothing. Oh, man, that's so powerful. I sit I go to uh, several different Bible studies uh, in order to become a minister of reconciliation. And one of the things that I tell everybody, I say, you know, you cannot legislate morality. And men have been trying for years to try to um, really place our ideologies above God's. And God says, put no other God before me. And I think one of the challenges that we have here in America is that we hold the flag and our government in such high regard that sometimes, truthfully, our religious and spiritual beliefs take a, a backseat. And, and God can't possibly be pleased with that. He even says in Isaiah chapter 17, he says, stop doing wrong, learn to do right. Take up the cause of the fatherless, defend the oppressed, you know, and, and look after the widow. And so it's important for us to be able to be honest, like you said, be honest about the values in our belief system so that we can have the type of impact in this country that's so desperately need. We need we need reconciliation. Yeah. I mean, we need to recognize that uh, we have an example of that. You know, that's kind of what Christ Mm -hmm. stood for. He died um, in one of the one of the biggest, you know, uh, what I say, one of the first racial reconciliations that Christ stood for was between the Jew and the Gentile. Right. 
those that felt they were called of God and those that, you know, didn't, that were lost of God, if you will. And the truth is, is that as there's still, there's nothing new under the sun. And even to this day, you know, being a, a black male in America and having four children, um, two sons that are now 18 and 19, uh, we're still dealing with the fact that, you know, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to have a sense of worth and a sense of value that can um, deal with some of how you feel and what's going on in the world. And so, Jay, I know for you and your space, like you say, you've done so many different things in your world. And uh, what has it what has been the one thing to kind of help you be honest? Uh, spending time with God, man, truthfully, and just really kind of uh, rewiring my thinking because uh, being from Mississippi and being from a poor community and being black in Southeast, Southeast America, the United States, trust me, there's some thoughts that are lingering around in my mind that are toxic, you know, and I have to read the word that says, take captive every thought that tries to exalt itself against the word of God. And especially when it's important for us to penetrate and, and collaborate with other cultures that quite frankly i didn't grow up with mm. you know I, and i think about the word that says there are many parts but one spirit and that's sometimes hard to see in the south tally sometimes right. hard to see as a black man in the south and that's just the truth but that's why we do the show that's why we have uh, fbs as a nonprofit because our goal is to build great fathers by promoting uh, racial reconciliation and fighting fatherlessness and that's why we're having this conversation. So I spent a lot of time trying to build myself back up through the word of God, because that's the truth that that will be here when we're gone. Hey, well, I'm glad you brought that up, because, you know, even when I think about that, the one scripture that comes to mind, uh, it, let a man examine himself. Right. Yeah. Let him take inventory yeah. of himself. And it was it was dealing with communion. Right. It was dealing with fellowship with God. And God is just saying, hey, when you come to me, this come to me is, you know, as, as naked and as raw as you can, because I'm I'm examining your heart, you know, and it's best that you take a look at you, you know, um, before I take a look at you. And I think dealing with racial reconciliation, I just think that uh, fathers, you know, we, we need to examine ourselves and, and examination is a little deeper than you know, looking in the mirror, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Right. Like I know that when you go certain exams, certain, certain exams require you to uh, fast. Certain exams require you to, to drink some stuff that can, you know, illuminate and light up your insides. <laughs> and so, right. you know, that's what the word of God does. And we take this word, uh, man, that word lights up our insides and it will show us who we are and who we're not. Right. You know what I heard when you said that, Tally, was, you know, many of us will do a great examination in our private quarters behind the scenes. But as soon as we get into the public eyesight, you know, we take on a different persona. And I just want to challenge all of the men out there, all of the believers, all the men of God to stand on stand on the word. Stand on the word more than you stand on your political affiliations. Stand on the word more than you stand on your uh, personal ideologies. Stand on the word of God because God is love and love covers a multitude of sin. Mm -hmm. And it's important that whenever anybody comes across this show that they realize that that's the most important thing to us. You know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and without the word of God, to help us navigate this terrain, you know, we just don't overcome things that have been haunting us for years. 
Yeah, and I think uh, I know we're getting ready to you know go into our first break, but Jay, I know one thing that comes about standing. You got to have confidence to stand on something, right? Uh, period. Like we just take you know I know that you people take it for granted. Sometimes we sit in chairs, we we walk in, walk in buildings, and we never give consideration about the foundation until there's an earthquake, right? Until there's something that just shakes your foundation. And then all of a sudden you begin to question where you're standing. Mm. And I think what you said earlier, the Bible says a solid rock, I will stand, you know, that's what the word of God is there for. But if you're not familiar with the word, if you're not familiar with uh, the, the solidity of the word, then it's tough to stand on. And then we start standing on the opinions of men and politics and I tell you, these things will will crumble underneath your feet if you if you uh, if you allow it. Right. That's why I'm so glad that you paid tribute to uh, MLK last week, because beyond just being a civil rights leader, he was a man of God who spent a lot of time praying to God. He spent a lot of time uh, fasting and trying to position himself to hear from God, to lead the people, not just the people who were being oppressed, but the nation as a whole into being a, a better America. So to all of our listeners, we're gonna go into uh, an amazing song. Hopefully it helps you with some uh, introspection of your own. It's a great song by Lecrae, it's called Praying For You. And we'll be right back here after this song on FBS Fireside. <sighs> Father God, I'm praying to you for somebody who knows you more, but haven't, hasn't been seeing you in the right view lately. And matter of fact, there's something else he's concealing. See, the person that I've been praying about is really me. And we're back. You know, I tell you, you know, I appreciate people like Lecrae and others who take a minute to say, you know what? Hey, I, I got to pray just to make it, but let me make sure the first one I pray for is me. Right. And uh, when you're talking about reconciliation, you do, you got to deal with both sides. You got to deal with the debits and the credits, right? You got to deal with uh, what's been taken, right. And what's been given, but you also got to been deal with what's been given away. You know, what things have you done to give up certain things and, you know, in that nature. So I just think that's a great point. And so Jay, when you think about this next phase of reconciliation, what comes to mind next after dealing with being honest? Well, I think, I think what's important after being honest, after we spend that time, that quiet time with God praying for ourselves and really saying, Hey, look, this is who I am. I think it's important for us to be brave, Mm. really be brave enough to approach our neighbors, our fellow brothers and sisters who don't look like us. There lies the problem. You know, I think you gave, what was the definition you gave me earlier about what reconciliation means? Yeah. Well, what came to mind, the restoration of friendly relations, right? Uh, that was one of the concepts that came along with that. And it was amazing because also it came back word way back 1300s. To admit reconciliation is meant to repair relationships that are broken. Mm. And I think when you're honest about the brokenness that's in America, um, I think that's the first step, you know, and that's very powerful that, that, that you would say that. <laughs> that that first definition that you gave, O'Tally, the restoration of friendly relations. Yeah. You got you must first have a friendly relation. <laughs> 
And I mean, if, if you think about it in America, if we just finally passed the Civil Rights Act to give black people the right to vote in 1964, it's just hard for me to imagine that there's been enough friendly relations already established in order for us to reconcile. Yeah, and that's where bravery, bravery comes in in those areas. Bravery says that, you know what, uh, I must continue to be the light in dark spaces, mm. right? We're still dealing with um, exposure, right? We're still dealing with situations. I, I would say it like this. When I think about uh, the early, when you developing the old school way of developing film, right? A dark room, right? Right. And that dark room was able to kind of control the light imagery so that you don't overexpose the picture. So it just kind of goes, you know, where it fades away, if you will. So you had to manage it in the dark to try to control the development of that picture. My point is, for those out there listening, I need you to be mindful of something that we are going to have to expose some things a little bit more light than what we've been doing before. There's been too many pictures developed about a, a racial reconciliation in the dark room, right? And we need to do a little bit more out in the open, but it's going to take bravery because it, it may not be a pretty picture once everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. But God, but you know? God, and that's why, that's why he makes us men. We have to be brave enough to trust God. Cause you know, a scripture comes to mind, curse be the man who puts his trust in man, makes his flesh his arm. You know, we have to trust God well enough to know that his grace is sufficient, you know, and be. That's why he told Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous because there was going to be a battle. We're, we're, and we're in the battle of epic proportions now fighting for this country to stay uh on the path of becoming a, a perfect union. I think it was either Ben Franklin or Thomas Jefferson that said it once, the closer we get to becoming a perfect union, the harder it is to maintain it, right? And we're at that point, right? We're at that pivotal point because, you know, we don't want to let go of what some of us believe made America great. But for black people, quite frankly, America just hasn't been all that great. Let me just be honest. It just hasn't been that great. And so I can, I can see how it would be uh, a bit, intimidating to even have a conversation about reconciliation yeah man and i tell you when you were saying that i like wow man nobody whew, i mean just to talk about it you know here on the context of the radio show uh you know we're bible believing we're faith believing people but we're real i mean i'm i'm honest and real to say this my father went into the military at 18 because he became a teen dad and, you know, he didn't have the, the family support nor the background support. So he did the only thing he knew to do. He enlisted at 18 to be able to take care of his family. Um, what I'm saying that in comparison, right, I got a buddy of mine and um, his father uh, was able to go to Harvard uh, because his father was a Harvard graduate. And so he had an opportunity because of legacy and this and that to get ex to get accepted into a, a Ivy League school. And his his trajectory went to a whole nother level because of the rites of passage, if you feel, if you if you, you know, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when I look at racial reconciliation, I'm like, man, the fact that uh, my 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 sons are only are able to go as far as their father has paved the way for them. And that's part of my whole goal. I have to be brave enough to continue to uh, carve out a path for them uh, that they can walk down, you know, and, and, and not have to, 
go through as much as I'm going through to get them to this point. And I'm saying that to say that's part of bravery uh, in this racial reconciliational path is that there are some people on both sides, whether white, black, whatever the case may be, somebody's going to have to go a little bit further than their forefathers went to to make things right. Right, right. And because of the rich history that we have here that wasn't necessarily built on friendly relations, uh, bravery is going to be a requirement, especially when we're trying to shine a light in a very, very, very dark space. But all things are possible to them that believe. So with that, let's go into this second song, a great song by Trip Lee and it's an inspirational song that He's using a cry out to God about turn the lights on in dark times like these. It's called Lights On. It's by Trip Lee, and we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside. Hey, look around this out dark. I'll black everything. Like the million man march. But I'm talking about everything. Dark heart, dark souls, dark minds writing dark flowers. Can I get a little light though? Is there something I can fight for? So can you turn the lights on? And we're back, you know, Jay, it's, you just said it, man, lights on. I mean, that's that's what we do on this radio show, man. I, they, some people don't, you know, it's not a glamorous job per se. It ain't nothing that, that pays, you know, pays anything. It's the reality that is it's the fact that this is our job of turning the light on in these dark spaces, these dark conversations uh, from a godly perspective. I mean, I think Christ said this one thing. He said, I must go through Samaria, right, because the Jews were on the other side and they had no interaction. And Christ was brave enough to go to Samaria and meet a woman at the well and have an amazing interaction. And uh, in doing so, he, he lit up a whole community because he was willing to be brave and go in uncommon spaces. And so when you're dealing with racial, racial reconciliation, uh, bravery is definitely um, a major step in that process. And so, Jay, here we are. Let's go back. You know, first, let's be honest, right? Uh, we got work to do. Uh, next, let's be brave. Let's be willing to do the work where the work needs to be done. Uh, what's step number three? Step number three, you just talked about it, you know, because Jesus was a Jew and the Jews didn't fool with the Samaritans at all. Okay. And so the Samaritan woman at the well was automatically looking at him funny because you know, Jews don't talk to Samaritans and vice versa. Uh, so step number three is we have to learn to be brothers. Mm. Right? We've got to learn to be brothers. We're all brothers. We're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And so we have to learn to. And, and the word talks about that, too. Uh, Tally, you remember? And I think it's Second Peter where it says, add to your faith, goodness, virtue, self-control, perseverance and brotherly affection. Mm. Okay, so after we spend time being honest, step number one and saying, hey, look, I might have a little prejudice. I might be a little discriminate. You know, I might have some discrimination going on. You know, my heart might not be as pure as I want it to be. I might not have enough white friends. I might not have enough black friends, might not have enough Asian friends. After you finish doing that, then we 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 say, hey, look, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to go talk to somebody. And then hopefully you can talk to somebody well enough to where you can start to learn to be brothers, you know, hang out. How many of you have black neighbors or white neighbors that you have seen the inside of their houses? Okay, Mm -hmm. we don't even break bread with each other these days with people that we see every day when we pull into our garages after leaving, after coming home from the job, you know. And so it's going to be difficult to make to vote, to make the right vote, because you can't even relate to the people next to you. 
Wow. We've got to make we've got to make time to be brothers, be sisters, you know, and to be effective fathers of reconciliation. You know, brotherhood has to be more important than uh, partisanship. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you said that, Jay. Um, whew, man, that was a, that was a mouthful right there because I, I'm sitting here, uh, you know, glad to say, yeah, you know, experiencing uh, in a new home, and I'm in a community where some of the homes look alike, but they're they're all different, <laughs> you know. Right. And when you said the fact that you know I got neighbors who I haven't you know haven't even thought about looking on the inside of their home, and even though it may look the same or be the same, the truth is. We're not the same on the inside. You know, we have different sets of values and beliefs. And so so the ability to become a brother to that person is acceptance to say that we are different, you know, and in the areas in which we can be the same or have commonality, uh, it's going to require, you know, some work. And I think right. that is at different levels. And I'll be honest with you, Jay, one of the biggest challenges is, is uh, was added a wrinkle to this reconcil- racial reconciliation nowadays is financial reconciliation. Uh, there's some people that are just choosing based upon their income. They'll be your brother based upon your income bracket. Uh, I think that's one thing that irritates me sometimes, just to be honest, the best word I got for it, is that I'll see an athlete get to a certain level, and then all of a sudden, based upon their status, they get accepted by certain groups of people who I don't know would normally deal with them if it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for their status. Mm. So it's like a false sense of brother, you know, it's a false sense of acceptance, you know, and so I, I've struggled. I see it. I struggle with it. But, you know, I, I pray that God continues to uh, to reveal his heart for the situation. Yeah, but that's why we're doing the show today. And we're coming up with three tips to be effective fathers of reconciliation. And the first one is to be honest, you know, to be honest in that situation you just described. Honesty will be a tremendous benefit. And to be brave and then finally to be brothers. And let's just be frank, Tally. Um, brotherhood is going to have to start with believers. We have a father which art in heaven, hallowed be his name, who has a book of instructions about one another, what we're supposed to do for one another. We can't expect the broader community to act and walk in unity to maintain unity in the spirit through the bond of peace if they don't see peace between us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So expecting people who don't even follow a loving God to act lovingly um, is not reasonable. But right. I do believe that, you know, there is some hope. There can be some hope within the body of believers who we're speaking to today to come together and at least love on each other well enough to where we can form a brotherhood that infects the people around us. Yes, that is the key. And so I think that's really what it's about. And the fact that we want to let you know, even in all of what we're saying, we're very optimistic. We know change is here. We know change is coming. And even though at times we don't feel it, um, you know, in the words of Sam's cook, he know it's going to come and that's complete confidence that things um, are, are getting better. Things will be better. We will continue to be honest. We'll continue to be brave and we'll continue to be brothers. So, Jaworski, I mean, I've been excited about this series. I know this is an important time and I pray that uh, young, old, does not matter. Listen to it. Get something out of it. 
Right, right. And so we're going to close with the amazing song by Sam Cooke called Change is Going to Come. And, and I'd like to pray for all of our listeners before we go. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in the midst of these turbulent times. I ask that you give us a peace that surpasses understanding. Help us to be honest. Help us to be brave. Help us to be brothers for those who need us to be brothers. Lord, help us to shine your light in the earth. Use us for your benefit, Lord, because we know you are God who loves us and you love this world, Lord. And we just ask that you just give us what we need to uh, be more like you, to spread love, joy, peace, and patience throughout the earth. Father, bless all of our listeners and bless this show. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us here on FBS Fireside. We'll see you again next week. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know Change gon' come